We all know the paranormal can be frightening at times, but doesn't always have to be. In fact, some of our favorite and lasting memories come from brief encounters with the paranormal that can extend hope, love, and reassurance from far away. Here are a few stories that lend to these moments and the warmth of the holiday season. Enjoy and happy holidays from Paranormal Avenue Podcast. Hi, my name is Anna. You have found your way to the Paranormal Avenue. If at any time you find yourself a little scared, just remember I will be here to hold your hand in the dark. If you have a tale of the paranormal, do share, and maybe you'll find that you yourself belong here in our neighborhood. Submit your story at paranormalavenuepodcast at gmail.com. Now, let us begin. This listener's story is called Touched by an Angel. Throughout my childhood years, I attended many religious summer camps. Fast forward many years later, I am now a counselor in one of the same camps. Even though some things have changed, we still valued some of the old ways. One evening we went to church very late for prayer and worship. I was very tired from a full day of activities, but made myself push through and on to the worship center. As we were sitting quietly in front of the altar, I suddenly heard the front door open, which was weird because no one else had access at that time. I turned around in the small church, and I could clearly see that the door was closed. I then saw a shadow moving across the wall. Very weird, because there is no way anyone else was in the building. Later as we were closing our prayer, I felt a hand on my right shoulder, and I sprang to my feet. As I looked around and didn't see anything or anyone nearby, I felt odd. The best way I can describe this feeling is the feeling you get when you are excited in anticipation of something you're really looking forward to. As we were leaving, I got this same feeling again, accompanied by a whisper in my head telling me to turn around. When I turned around, I saw what I could only describe as an angel. I describe this as an angel because of the beautiful wings extending outside the bright light that surrounded it. Because of this brilliant aura, I couldn't make out much more. As it slowly faded away inside the brilliant light, I breathed in what I thought was the smell of sweet bread. Even stranger, I could also feel the warmth associated with the feeling. I'm not sure of why it happened. 
I would like to think that I was allowed to see this as some form of reward for the many years of faith, and I am really glad I experienced it. Rita Hi Anna. I wanted to first say thank you for the space that you have created for me and others like myself to share their stories. So last night I thought that I'd go barefoot to the pool. Not a good idea. While walking back, my feet slipped out beneath me. I fell landing on my left side but I felt absolutely no pain. When I made it inside, I realized that I didn't remember the impact of hitting the ground. I thought, surely it was the adrenaline, and that I would pay for it the next day. I thought today would be bad, not even a bruise or any pain. I know that someone that loved me helped lower me to the ground. Falling from an upright position to concrete should have caused me a lot of pain. After my daughter realized I didn't get hurt, she laughed her ass off because I called out for her. Maybe someone else was also listening. Mel Comforting Angel I have heard of traveling to another time and space, but I never set out to do it. However, this one time I think I did without even trying. We all know life can get stressful, and at the moment I had a few things going on and was weighing some big decisions. The backstory is that my sister died of cancer at the early age of 42. She and I were close and had a true friendship. She was the older sister of 10 years and I always went to her for advice. It was a few years after she passed that I think I went to visit her, crossing time and physical space restraints. I walked into a YMCA where a friend of mine was performing in a play. I was walking down the hall and saw a woman in a bathing suit and towel. She looked just like my sister Eugenia. I said to the woman, Wow, you look just like my sister. Her response was, I am, you dummy. I stopped in my tracks and looked in this woman's face. It truly was my sister. She asked me what I was doing here. I said I was here to see Jill perform. She said that after the show we should go to the food court and have lunch. I said, perfect. I asked her what she was doing here and her response was that she was teaching swim lessons for St. Peter. 
It seemed very logical at the time. A little more backstory. My whole family of swimmers had taught swim lessons most of our lives in some capacity or another. It was our go-to job when wanting to make a little extra cash. We were raised Catholic as well. So, the teaching swim lessons for St. Peter answer made good sense. After watching my friend Jill perform, I met my sister in the food court. We were trying to decide what to eat and I suggested a salad place because we were both always on a diet. In true sister form, we both headed for the ice cream shop instead. We had ice cream and a good heart-to-heart -heart sister talk about life. We didn't solve all my problems that day, but I felt satisfied and complete. That visit with my sister was the best gift I could have gotten. I have not experienced that kind of travel since. Our minds are so powerful. Don't underestimate your power. Be Paranormal Concierge by Michael S. Back in the late 80s, I accepted a position as a patient care tech in a long-term care facility. I was pretty experienced by this time in my career and with this particular assignment. Back in the day, most of the time the male staff was limited to the male residents. This day I was introduced to a quadriplegic and a new resident, Mr. J. We soon became pretty close as you sometimes do in this field of care, and as we did, he became more comfortable with personal subjects and conversations. We often talked about our lives, hopes and dreams. I worked the 3 to 11 shift and no matter what was planned or scheduled for that shift, it began with first stopping in to say hello. Working this shift for most was always kinda eerie and could be very creepy at times if you were not used to it. This night I started my shift as usual. As I looked down the wing where Mr. J was located, I noticed he had a family member visiting as I saw a tall figure enter his room so I stopped and turned around as not to disturb this quality time. Later that shift when I made my rounds and way to his room, I was met with a different resident than the normally always cheerful Mr. J. The energy was very different and strange, and I knew something was on. This on is a feeling that comes over me when spirits are present. It starts with a tingle and then a flush of emotions, sights, and sounds. As I stood by his bedside, I saw a dark figure in the corner near the window. It just looked at us. 
Although I couldn't see any details or features, I could clearly see the outline of a tall man-shaped mass of about six feet. I am what I would call a trained observer as I have had my share of encounters with the paranormal. I mention this because I noticed his interaction with this dark figure as he switched his gaze darting between both the figure and me. I could see he was saddened but not really scared. I assured him that I was there for him and he thanked me. What he said to me next caught me off guard to say the least. He first thanked me for our time together but continued telling me that he was passing on and would not be here when I got in the next day. Even though I was shocked, I somehow believed him because of what I had just witnessed. He could see I had so many questions but before I could ask, he said, I can't tell you or talk about it. He told me that he was not afraid and I believed him. I stayed with him as long as I could and visited him throughout my shift. The following day I called myself being smarter than the situation and came in two hours earlier determined to be there if and when it was his time. When I passed the nursing station that led to the wing, I was met by a staff member who gave me the news that he was already gone. My eyes swelled and it was hard holding back my emotions. I turned to leave the building heading back the way I entered. I was immediately pulled back towards his empty room, which was being stripped as per procedure when someone has passed. As I was about to enter the room things turned on once again. I felt that familiar tingle. Before I could recover and gather myself, I saw him sitting there on the side of his bed, his feet dangling, and he was swinging them back and forth. His face had a huge smile and a look of wonderment. My eyes never left him as he slowly faded away. I think back and I realize he was happy that he was about to take his second, first step. Thanks for reading. Michael If you are enjoying this podcast, please let us know and tell a friend. Your support is greatly appreciated and makes it possible. If you would like to advertise with us and grow your business or spread your message, again you may reach out to us at paranormalavenuepodcast at gmail.com. This listener's story comes from Donna. Donna writes, when I was around 12 years old, I started spending lots of time at my great aunt and uncle's home. Aunt Sis and Uncle Russ were very special to me. They taught me the art of growing into a decent person. I am one in a family of four. My aunt and uncle would take me most weekends to get me out and spend special time with me. 
We would go to the local auctions and out for ice cream afterwards. It was a special time and always made me feel even more special. They treated me like I was their own daughter. In 1983, I was 20 and working at a nursing home in Syracuse. My aunt became very ill, and I began taking care of her until she passed. Two years later, I lost my uncle Russ. During this time, I bought my first home in Syracuse. Although they didn't get a chance to see this, I knew that they would be very proud. One evening, I was headed out to run some errands. This is where I saw the sighting. While backing out my driveway, I first looked one way to see if anyone was approaching the sidewalk and saw two people coming towards me in the distance, walking holding hands. I then turned to check the other way when I immediately realized the two people were in fact my aunt Sis and Uncle Russ. When I turned back, sadly they were gone. There was nowhere they could have gone, as I only looked away briefly. Looking back, I am not surprised that they both came to visit me and say hello. It is wonderful to know that they will always be watching, and I will always cherish the memories we made. This listener story comes from Bridget. Bridget writes, I want you to know that I am not a paranormal seeker. I don't go looking for the paranormal, but things find me at times and I just take it in stride. I am a nanny of an 11-month-old girl named Lacey. We spend days having 80s dance parties and reading books. I travel a lot with the family I work for. We live in South Florida but have spent about a month in Copenhagen, Denmark. We are staying in a three-bedroom Airbnb for the extent of our stay. The apartment is in an old cream-colored brick building with a red clay roof. There are six floors and about 120 units. There is a huge common courtyard where neighbors and families socialize. It's large but friendly. So, I'm getting Lacey ready for a nap. I changed her diaper and let her on the floor to get some last energy out. As soon as I put her down, she crawled right down the hall, through the kitchen to her parents' room. I was told that no one would be home until much later. I hear the baby in there chatting away in her usual baby talk. Then I hear a man's voice talking with her, clear as a bell. 
A few sentences like you would when talking to a baby. Hi, sweetie. How are you? Hey there, little baby. I'm thinking her dad had maybe come home and decided to take a nap. But why I wondered, is he talking to his own baby like this? I run in there to grab her so she doesn't disturb her dad. The window was open and a breeze went through banging the windows. I saw no one in the bed. I thought the voices may be coming from people talking in the courtyard below, but realized that it was on the other side of the building. Something felt wrong, and my sixth sense went off, and I started getting that feeling you get when you enter a strange place that you know you shouldn't be. I immediately went into protection mode thinking maybe we had an intruder. I checked the closets, behind the door and the rest of the room, and there is no one else there except Lacey. I scooped her up, closed the bedroom door and left the apartment for a walk to clear my head. I can honestly say it freaked me out. Later that day I mentioned to the owner that I had an unusual event happen, and before I could finish my sentence, he finished it for me by asking did I hear the man's voice. Maybe you should mention that when advertising your Airbnb, a special gift. Not sure if this is the right place to share this, but here we go. I lost my wife eight years ago. Like so many others who have experienced this, I was heartbroken. While I have now accepted her passing as a part of life, it really doesn't make it any easier. I had always secretly wished that somehow she would visit or contact me in some way just to help me move forward, but it never happened. A few years ago, I got the courage to go through some of her things that needed to be sorted and felt like I finally could. I came across her last cell phone. Even during modern times, she was very simplistic and still owned what I thought was the last of the flip phones. This phone along with some other items had been boxed up and stored for more than seven years at the least. I was a bit sad as I laughed about it and flipped it open. When the phone was flipped open, it powered up and the old school green screen glowed. I thought, no way this thing still has battery power. Before I could finish the thought in my head, the screen read, One new message. I was headed down the rabbit hole, and I wanted to know, what was her last text? 
So I thought that I should hit the button to see before it powered off. The text read, I know you are worried, but everything is okay. I smiled and said, oh, okay. Strangely, I didn't remember receiving this text from her, but knew that she had the phone with her in her last few days. I wiped my eyes and continued sorting until I came to the realization that the text was a new text dated for that day. Even more strange, how could this phone still have power after being packed away for so long? Well, I have chosen to believe that a phone is made for communication even across earthly and heavenly planes. James This next story comes from Sally. My boyfriend and I bought our first house. We moved into our home a little over three years ago and love it. Wasn't until recently that strange things have begun to happen. It started with me having the distinct smell of cigarette smoke. This has been going on for about a year. It's like someone enters the room, sits down next to me, and blows cigarette smoke in my face. Neither of us smoke nor did the previous owner. Then a little over six months ago, I got up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom. I was home alone, my boyfriend was at work. As I exited the bathroom, it looked as though there was someone at the end of the hall peeking around the corner watching me. I blinked and it was gone. Several nights later, it happened again. I blinked and it was gone again. It was quiet for several months and then one night as I was coming down the hall, I turned the corner and there was what I thought was my boyfriend. A large shadow shaped like a man. I gasped. As I walked through it, it disappeared. It wasn't my boyfriend. He was still in bed asleep. I woke him and he thought I was seeing things and dismissed me. Just a couple of weeks ago, during the day my boyfriend was home working out. As he turned he saw the shadow watching him. He shouted, I see you. The shadow turned and he could make out the legs walking away. We do not feel like it's evil or feel afraid. Yet. Sally. The street lights are now on, and it's time to say goodbye. The avenue is safe once again. If you're looking for more great podcasting, 
Be sure to follow Richard C. Morgan into the marsh with his unique one-of-a-kind podcast called Marsh Lights. Find the Marsh Lights podcast on your favorite streaming platform. We'll meet you there.